Welcome to the Interactive Entrepreneur Podcast, sponsored by Interactive Accountants. Here at the Interactive Entrepreneur, we're trying to provide tips and information to entrepreneurs just like you and I. Welcome aboard. Hey everyone, it's Matt Schiebler from the Interactive Entrepreneur, and today I am graced by the presence of Roger Connect. Roger is the founder of the Universal Accounting Center. He's an entrepreneur just like you and I. And Roger has actually his own podcast as well. Roger, would you share with our uh, listeners the name of your podcast? Certainly, Building the Premier Accounting Firm. There we go. So Roger's a podcaster just like me, but he's got a lot else going on in his busy life. Roger, if you would be so kind for our listeners to just give us a you know, two-minute summary of your resume and share with our listeners what it is you do. You bet. So I happen to be president of Universal Accounting Center. Uh, the business actually started back in 1979, and I'm the third president of the school. Uh, from an entrepreneur standpoint, I've got a lot to share. I started with the business more than 20 years ago. It was a, essentially a family business, for lack of a better term. And in that, I had the opportunity to come into this business as a consultant and began as a consultant, just helping with a variety of things in the company, was given a, a position, an opportunity to work for them full time and took that. And from that ended up in a variety of roles, but have now been nearly 10 years in the seat of president of the school. And it's been an amazing ride and journey. Um, the entrepreneur element of that is one of the things that I was told when I was given the reins is to make this business my own. And it was an interesting ride for the first six to 12 months as I had to find my own footing, get my own direction where I wanted to take the business. And then obviously now over nearly a decade, I've had the opportunity to uh, basically ride the ride, if you will. It's a, it's a bull of a ride. So there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Roger. I appreciate mm -hmm. you sharing a little bit on your history with us so that everybody can kind of get a feel for, you know, how long you've been doing this. Um, I know I'm a big fan of the Building the Premier Accounting Firm podcast. And I'm just going to jump into things here, Roger, if you don't mind. So Please. one of the, you know, we spoke a little bit before, and one of the questions that I always love to ask our entrepreneurs is what was your biggest success in your career so far? Trusting people. Um, I've hired some I've had some good hires and I've had some bad hires, but it's trusting people. And when I've hired people, I've deliberately tried to find individuals that had a different, let's say, characteristic than myself. I don't want to hire clones of me. I want people that come with a different perspective, different skill sets, different insights, perspective. And fortunately, I've made some phenomenal hires and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Rather, I'm trying to give them the credit where it's due. I work with some amazing people who have really taken the initiative and run with the opportunity. And those have really materialized in, into great relationships and perhaps more importantly, profitable uh, let's say contributions to the business model. Awesome. Now let's flip the coin. What would be your biggest failure that's happened to you in your career? There's a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can actually share quite a few, but the one that comes to mind is my insecurities. My failure happened to be my unwillingness to move forward. My hesitations and that lack of self-confidence that sometimes crept in. 
that self-doubt was debilitating. And at times in my career, when I lacked the confidence, the fortitude to go forward, it either slowed or sabotaged what I was working on. And so I realized that I have to have a mental clarity for what I'm doing. If I can really get clear in my mind, what the purpose is, what my intent is, how others benefit from the activity I'm performing uh, really makes a difference. Then it's easier for me to push through that growth pain and really get through some of the troubling things that I face in those things. So really the struggles and challenges I faced have been just those disappointments in my head that have just kind of manifest themselves in the work that I'm doing. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I tend to roll around with a few things in my head from time to time as well. And I've had a couple of sleepless nights because of it, but uh, you know, there's um, I'll get into what works for me to help myself in those types of situations. But now that you've shared your biggest success and your biggest failure with us, what would you say is the takeaways from each of those? What was the, what did you learn from that? The biggest takeaways I think I've experienced is that people can be your greatest asset. If you really mm -hmm. trust and leverage and use them, inspire them, uh, trust them, give them permission to kind of, if you can say, tr uh, try and fail on their own it does allow you to find and have successes. I'm, I'm trying to build an organization that is autonomous for me. I'm trying to build an organization that can sustain itself in my absence. We and, all are. <laughs> yeah. So for me, if I can find people that feel they have that latitude, that freedom to kind of run their corner of the neighborhood as they would so choose, I find that they are happier. They're more productive. They're more committed. They're more loyal. And so at the end of the day, to create an organization where these people feel as if they're making contributions, making a difference on their own, that's been helpful. And so I try to do that. Um, the other thing that uh, I've learned from my, my failures, if you will, is I can't let myself get into those head games. And it happens every so often that self-doubt comes in. But I try to surround myself with positive, optimistic people. I try to do activities that keep me in a positive mind state. And if I can do that, I usually find that the other things just kind of like water off a duck's back. I just, I just move through it and keep going. And fortunately, I have an organization that is well run at this point that some of those challenges, bumps in the road that I experience aren't as traumatic right now because let's just say that the shocks I have on the company absorb a lot of those, those hiccups a lot more easily today than they once did before I felt, I think all the bumps in the road. Uh, it was kind of like the princess and the pea scenario. I, I just felt everything. And oh, yeah. right now I'm, I'm isolated from a lot of things. I've got great people around me. And so I'm, I'm weathering things a lot better now. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's nice to have those, uh, I'll, I'll call it a shock absorber in between us and the problem, you know? Yes. Yes. And those, uh, those shock absorbers, at least in my firm are, are people, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they, they help take the bumps out of the road for our company for sure. Um, so to your point, I've always stressed that people are the greatest asset, at least in my company, you know, there may be some other companies where maybe it's the tech, I'm not sure, but Usually the people create the tech too, right? You know, yep. you know, let me, can, can I add something real quickly on this? I, I don't want to consume a lot of our time, but one of the things that I've learned as a leader is even though I have 
very key and competent individuals, they're going to make decisions differently than I do. Meaning I wouldn't have done what they did. And maybe I would have handled the situation differently. But at the end of the day, I'm not so critical of what was done. I'm more wanting them to feel that I am pleased with they did take an action. They did something. Mm -hmm. And although it might not be exactly what I would have done, I'll rather uh, recognize and praise them for action rather than inaction, and then take that as a teaching moment to say, by the way, you know, in the future, you may want to consider also this, rather than saying, do this next time, say, you may want to consider this also, just as an option, um, you know, history experience has shown me that this is also something that you could do. And what they're doing is they're realizing that they do have permission to make those decisions. And that's what I'm hoping that they feel is that autonomy. I'm not looking for clones. I, I really trust that if I hire people that are more competent than I am, we'll do better as an organization. We'll rise because they're all better than me. And I come with my own aptitudes and skills, my expertises, but I'm hoping they come as well with their own. And together, we're, we're all going to do better. I, I think the sum of us is greater than the individual. So um, that's Without kind of doubt. what I'm trying to stress. Yeah. yeah. For certain, a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, I was going to say that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> so well said. Good choice. Um, I know at least with us at Interactive Accountants, um, well, let me speak for myself personally. Um, there are a few things that I have to do as an individual to get past some of those uh, peas in the mattress, as you you know, greatly referred to. Uh, number one for me is is physical exercise. I have to do some type of physical exercise in the morning. Uh, for some reason or another, it just uh, wakes, wakes up the, the chemicals in my brain and it allows me to push through some of the stresses that I face on a daily basis. Um, number two is, is actually getting up and off my chair. Uh, I have like one of these little rising desks. So I, it forces me to get up a little bit and get out of the chair um number three is actually scheduling regular meetings with my staff uh just so that i have kind of like a, a, he a heads up aside from the the little dashboard we have that, that helps us run our business just talking to people you know um instead of trying to run in silos for lack of a better word uh and then lastly um the other thing that I do is I have what I call a, a center of influence. It's kind of like my board of directors, but they're not the board of directors. You know, it's just a group of people that I trust and I appreciate their opinions. And, and when I'm struggling with something, I call them and I say, hey, I, I need your help. Um, do you mind if I run an idea past you? And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, and some of these people are all over the map. You know, like one of them is, uh, you know, a has their PhD in education. Another one is another accountant friend. Another one is uh, just a friend of mine. He's a financial advisor. Another one is, you know, a realtor. You know what I mean? They're kind of all over the map in terms of what they do. But that's what helps me with those peas underneath the mattress. So Very good. Very good. Well, they insulate you. And I liked how you described You've got your physical, that exercise. Just this morning, I spent 30 minutes doing a stationary bike. I do that nearly every morning. Um, I'm finding that my age is such that I'm needing to do more now. <laughs> I need to, I need yeah, to step up my Yeah, I'm not getting any exercise. younger, that's for yeah. sure. So um, that's first thing. I, I like the exercise. I like that you've surrounded yourself with people that you can lean on and, and kind of 
probe, if you will, outside of the business. I too work with, uh, or not work with, I spend my time with the number of friends who are coincidentally business owners themselves. I hear what challenges they're facing. Periodically, they'll bring up things. I bring up things. But more importantly, it's just the fact that I'm surrounding myself with successful people that I can learn from, I can mimic. So yeah, yeah, what you shared, very helpful. No, absolutely. So I thank you again, Roger, for, for all your time and responses here. Really appreciate that. The last question I want to ask you before we kind of wrap things up is what are you experiencing right now in the current economy? And what are you hearing from some of the other entrepreneurs that you work with in terms of, you know, any like current struggles or, you know, even current complaints, you know what I mean? What is it you're seeing out there right now that you could share with our listeners about, you know, just like, look, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. You know, last week we did a podcast on, you know, stagnation. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not saying it's a recession myself, but I am seeing like, you know, I can't say it's a recession when there's two, you know, there's, there's two jobs out there for every one person. I can't, me personally, but I, I am seeing like this this stagnation out there. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I was sharing last week on our podcast. Well, what are you seeing right now? What, what are your thoughts? So I'm going to f- give you a few, and these have been recurring conversations that I'm having with accounting professionals, and I'm sure your listeners will at least appreciate these. One is a lot of people are in a growth mindset. They have a lot of people reaching out, needing services. There are a lot of people that are now starting businesses as they're in this stagnation or recession, as you were referring to it. There's a lot of people trying to supplement their income, starting jobs or starting businesses, let's say. So there's a demand for accounting services, and a lot are in a growth mode. And so as they're in a growth mode, they're just trying to assess who do they want to take on as clients, ideal clients, do they want to niche into certain spaces? So there's a lot of conversation about growth. The second thing that I'm having people talk about happens to be the, like you were describing it, the lack of quality individuals out there for employment. And so a lot of firms have now opened themselves up to remote workers, a lot of people that are now working out of state, and a lot of people are now starting to also entertain the idea of offshore accounting services to complement what they're doing in their business. So those are two very uh, topic or top of the mind type topics that are coming up. But the one that I'd like to emphasize is this third. I, I still have, and I've seen it for a number of years now, this recurring conversation with accounting firms where they're recognizing that in addition to the accounting and bookkeeping services they're providing, in addition to the tax planning and preparation services they're providing, their clients are very much interested in and wanting to receive better understanding of how to use the financial reports to make informed business decisions. And so they're starting to lean more and more on the accounting professional to provide that type of information, clarity as to their business, that perspective that they can be using as business owners to make decisions. And so that's causing either because the client's asking for it or the accountant with their experience to want to now offer CFO and advisory services. And so there's a lot of people that are wondering, how do I market that? How do I price that? How do I take that to my existing clients? How do I take that as a new service to new clients? How do I actually do the engagement where I would meet with clients on a recurring basis and provide quality services for which they're paying? And so that's a regular conversation that we're having. And I love that conversation because there's so much to do there. But too often, it's just 
I'd like to, I want to, I don't know how to, I don't know what, and there are answers. Well, that sounds like the typical entrepreneur, you know, I, I like to, I want to, I just don't know how, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, so when it comes to our programs, that's where we try to fit in and offer those solutions and give those answers. Gotcha. And you're just working exclusively with accountants, correct? Correct. So, well, let me be even more clear. We have a division of the company. It's Universal Business Builder Division, where we actually do business coaching with business owners of okay. every industry type. That's an aside. The primary company is Universal Accounting Center. And in there, we are a post-secondary school for mm -hmm. accounting professionals. And it's there that we have the trainings, certifications, coachings that we provide to owners of firms, as well as programs to train their staff. Understood. Understood. Well, Roger, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on board and taking the time today. And if you have any questions for Mr. Connect, how can they reach you, Roger? Perfect. Uh, it's very easy. They can reach me on LinkedIn or they can visit us at universalaccountingschool.com or more importantly, give us a phone call. You can reach us at 801-265-3777. And I'd be amiss if I didn't say if it's about accounting, it's universal. So touch bases with us. Awesome. And just for everyone out there, if you're looking for Roger on LinkedIn, it's Roger, R-O-G-E-R, -R Connect, K-N-E-C-H-T. Thanks again, Roger. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Interactive Entrepreneur. If you're looking for us, check us out on Apple, Spotify, Amazon. We're on just about all the podcast players out there. And once again, everyone, this episode of The Interactive Entrepreneur was sponsored by Interactive Accounts, where we help you minimize your taxes and measure your success. Take care, everyone.